I'm Ryan Bailey. I'm the Innovation and Implementation Coordinator for UDOT, and this is Beyond the Barrels. Episode 20. Welcome back to Beyond the Barrels. I am Matt Allred, the uh, Internal Communications Manager for UDOT. And next to me is none other than the most amazing podcast producer that we have here uh, at UDOT. Well, well, I mean, the bar is not set very high. Well, you're, I'm the only, you are the only one. podcast producer. Grant Potter, thanks for being here, Grant. He is the only podcast pro- I don't know, maybe we do have other podcasts. Do we know about any other podcasts? Not that I know of, but if you're out there, let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> Let's link this thing up. Let's get some more listens for both of us. We're also an official, what is it, FHWA-approved podcast? We are an FHW-approved podcast. We found that out this week. It's big time. Yeah, it is big time. Uh, they sent us an email saying, hey, we like your podcast. We approve. <laughs> I don't know. That's good, right? I mean, why not? Sounds official. Sounds official. So uh, got Grant Potter here. Uh, Grant's amazing. And across the table from me, none other than the Ryan Bailey. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. How are you, man? Good to be here. Good to have you here. uh, We're excited for this podcast. Um, Introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do for us? So Ryan Bailey, Innovation and Implementation Coordinator. What does that mean? Uh, what that entails is that if there's any ideas within UDOT, we try to put them with a funding source, link them with someone that will help them push forward, and then make the idea a reality and push it statewide. So we're really, um, and we're going to talk about innovation here in depth today, Yep. but that's really what your job is, is to find out where these innovations are happening and then try and push it further down the road. All the way down the road. Is that a good, is that a good description? That was a great description. Okay. How long have you been here at UDOT? UDOT, four years in April. Okay. What did you do before UDOT? Before UDOT, I was a salesman, surprisingly enough. What did you sell? I sold everything. <laughs> sold my soul for everything. <laughs> is that uh, why the sad look is on your face still, <laughs> still. Four, four years later? It weighs on me pretty heavy. There's a lot of what things. Was, what was the worst thing that you sold? Oh, worst thing. I, I would probably say the worst thing I sold was stainless steel ball valves. Those are tough to sell. Oh my gosh. Those are waste stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And who, who buys those? Uh, mines and oil rigs and all those guys that like put holes in the ground. Wow. Yeah. That sound, sounds like something that somebody searches out to buy. They do. You don't yeah. really cold call. There is no cold calling not, on this you're one. You're not knocking doors, right? Nope. There was no knocking doors. I did knock doors though, surprisingly. What, for did, what did you sell knocking security doors? Security systems like everybody yep. else. You know how it goes. Security systems, videos, and yep. solar panels, right? Yep. All, all the above. <laughs> check, check, check. Yep. So this, uh, I'm assuming this is a good landing place for you. It's good. It's been great. I really enjoyed UDOT. Good. Uh, what's, what's the best part about your job here? Actually, okay. There's two questions. Twofold. Ready. What's the best part about your job or Uh what's the, what's your most memorable UDOT experience you've had so far? Best one. Ready for this? My job. I love every day just coming in and having new little business cases to do. Meaning everybody comes up with a new idea and I try to push them forward throughout UDOT. It's a great give me, job. Give me something specific. Oh, a specific one would be, I'm trying to think of one that I, off the top of my head, there was one that specific that sticks out to me would be just recently this capstone project that we're pushing through for Mark Perry. He has an issue with trying to get these grates off. 
if you look at Mark, Mark is just built. I better be careful what I say, but he's he's built like a rock. That guy is huge. And to see him lift these 400 pound great lifts with no problem is amazing. But then to look at myself and be like, okay, I'm a wimpy guy. Could I do that? Could I do what he just did? And reality sets in that there's no way that happens. So now we're working with him to create a tool that lifts these up without him having to lift them, without anybody else like myself, a wimp, lift them, take care of it. We pro- I mean, this was prototyped a little while ago, right? Uh-huh. I mean, we've yep. gone through a couple iterations of this and yeah. uh, sits on the back of a, of a truck. Right? <clears throat> it actually sits on the front of their their um, Vactor. So we'll be sitting on it. BYU's three quarters of the way down with it right now. So it's been fun. So they're actually at a, at a meeting currently right now with the Vactor truck oh, yeah. working on it. And that's what you're missing to be here. That's what I'm missing to be here, In the UDOT studio. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. That's right. He Maybe he won't listen to this. Maybe he will. Hopefully he does. Oh, now, yeah. now that you've yeah. thrown his name out there, he better. He better. That's right. He better like it. He right? Will. He will. You've said some good things about him. Yeah. So that one's... And then the second question... What was that again? You have to repeat that one. Well, it was, it was either or. It was best... Part about working here at Utah, or, you, or, your, or your favorite memory? And okay, I think both of those kind I of went together. Both. Yeah, you got them both. In oh, one answer. Don't mess around. Um, tell me about your family, or tell me about you outside of Utah. I guess that's a better question. Outside of Utah, I love to keep going. I, I have four businesses that are currently in operation right now. Uh, one of them is just wrapping down, which is the light one that I have. But I yeah. have. Hold on, don't just say ahead. the light, one. The we light were, as, one. As we were walking over here, he told me he has a Christmas light business. Uh, 400 houses this year, Ryan serviced. I do two. <laughs> that a mine and my future mother-in-laws. That's enough. That's too many. I barely do too, mine. Too many. So, 400, yeah. so, so you've got a, a light business. Yep. I've had it for 12 years. What else? That's, uh, wait, wait, wait. That's not a light business. <laughs> oh, oh, I love it, Grant. That's why you're FHWA approved right That's there. That's right. It's I those, love it. It's those moments. It's those That's moments really that the, kill it. Take us over the top. I love it. So I have that one. I have a couple marketing ones. Um, yeah. Cool. Keep me busy. And Good. then four kids, a wife, Wait. surprisingly. Yeah. It still likes me for some weird reason. I, I met your wife the other day. You did. You, she, she was here with you and your Yeah, son. she brought in some food, surprisingly. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Valentine's and a birthday. Surprise. She did a twofer as well. She was very kind. And what I know about you, she's probably very patient. She's very, very patient, more than patient. She's, yeah, she's partially blind too, which helps. Yeah, it does help, yeah. right? Yeah, it Just does. hope that LASIK doesn't fix that one. Day. <laughs> right. So Ryan, talk to me a little bit about innovation here at the department. Um, we push innovation a lot. We talk about innovation a lot. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's actually happening. Tell me what the company line is and, and really just where we are currently when we talk about quote unquote innovation. Yeah. So innovation, it's, I feel like when we say the word innovation, a lot of people shun away from the actual definition of innovation. They think that innovation means this big elaborate plan. They have to create something dramatic or drastic. But what we see innovation as is just a process or an improvement that has helped save the department either money, time, or has made their work life easier. Well, and and we were talking about this a few minutes ago. I think people sometimes confuse innovation with invention, invention. Yep. right? That's the thing. And then they think, oh, in order for me to be innovative, I have to create something. Yep. And 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 yes, create something is, is there in the innovation thing, but not you don't actually have to make this life-changing, world-changing creation or yep. product. It can be just a process of how we're doing things. Exactly. I mean, a lot of people, they think of innovation, they think of creating a light bulb. Well, it's already been created. You're not going to recreate the light bulb. It's already done. 
So just think of something more directly affecting you. What's something that's a barrier or a block or something that you want to improve personally? Then that's an innovation, not let's create the new wheel that's going to make the tire spin faster. That's already been done. So we've got, I mean, we've got a couple examples of of, of things and processes that have happened here at the department. Tons. Um, I think when Patrick Callie was here last time and we talked about innovation for the first time on the podcast, we brought up the barrier straighteners. And this is my favorite example. We had uh-huh. we had uh, some of our guys in one of the sheds realize that if if they made this cage that went on the side of a tractor that they could straighten barriers that had been hit in in a in a crash. Yep. And for six hundred dollars they made this cage and it saved us hours of work. Yep. On on and so this was a thing. And in my mind I was like, oh that's a great innovation. Right. And it's easy for us to say, yep, I can see that thing. I can see how it works. I've got video of it. That's how it works. Give me an example of something that's happened on the process side where again an innovation has happened. Uh-huh but it's changed the way we do things. Yep. So a good example would be the GIS group. They're upstairs. They're trying to think of ways to improve their actual process to being involved in the steps of design earlier. Instead of being on the back end of the design, they wanted to say, well, we want to be involved in the front end. And so they went about an elaborate way with the design group saying, listen, how can we create steps so that we're involved early so that we make changes in the process first? instead of at the back end when there's already the designs already done. So they went back through and said, let's rearrange it. They create a new process flow and now it's working better and faster because they're able to put their vision on it earlier than later. So to me, that's a good improvement that helps speed up the process that they didn't, at the very beginning didn't touch. But Well, and also saves time and money too. When, True. when we talk about something coming in at the end of a design, mm-hmm. right? Now there's changes. We've got to go back. I mean, it, it does. It really does save us time and money by having them in that process earlier. Yep. And these are happening all over the place, right? We're, Everywhere. And again, they're not necessarily meant to be earth shattering. True. I mean, it can be um, somebody in our accounting group realizing, hey, if I do these two or three things differently uh, on the spreadsheet that I'm working on, it actually does some calculations that, that can figure it out. That, Surprisingly, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so it can be something as simple as that. And innovation is something that makes our job more effective Helps us do it easier, um, saves us time and money. Yep. Is that pretty correct? Pretty good way to describe it. You know the math. Thanks. I've been you do well. It. You work out, don't you? I do work out. Out of what? <laughs> out of what? I do work out. You can tell from that response. Man, you do. Very good. Thanks. Um, so this is what's happening in the department now. Things yep. are happening. They're moving. Everything's moving. We have a innovation group. Talk about the innovation group. Yep. So the innovation group is built around stewards is what we call them. Um, these group of people are strategically placed in each region and they're placed there. So they're kind of the hands-on boots on ground, I guess you call them the people that can go and help you directly with them. They're great people. We have region three is the only one that doesn't have one currently right now. They're working on getting a new one because Eileen came here to the complex, but these people are, I mean, you look at region four with May Anderson. She's doing a fantastic job about gathering the ideas and helping them continue to push them forward. So they don't get stagnant and sit. So she's doing a great job there. Region one, we have Janice. Janice is doing awesome as well. I want to say region one has gone through the most turnover with the new directors coming in. and But she's been great about following up with any ideas that go there. And then, like I said, region two, we have Cody Raymond. He's a busy dude. Yeah. I don't know if you know, he just got promoted. Did you hear about this? No, I didn't hear that. He's now a construction manager. Wow. Does so a good even, job. He's even busier. That's what he does. 
So let me if let me make sure that I understand this correctly, so that everybody out there kind of understands what this what the innovation stewards do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's somebody in each group or region. Yep. Where if I have an idea. Yep. Um, uh, and and I'm not quite sure how to get it to the next step. I can go to this person and say, Hey, here's my idea. What do I do? And then they have a tool bag. They have a they have a bunch of resources to say, okay, here's who you need to talk to, or let me take it back to the innovation working group mm-hmm. and see what their opinions are, and we can get you further down the road to see if this works. Exactly. Um, it, and it's all about let's create prototypes, let's come up with ideas and see if it works. And and if it doesn't, what happens? If it doesn't work, the good thing is that you have another set of eyes on it to at least validate or look at your idea and say you know what, this is probably in the right time for it to come forward. Or if you still think it's a good idea, you keep pushing it forward. I mean, who's to say that Albert Einstein didn't have 17 ideas that someone said you're crazy for? Yeah. And he just kept pushing it. But now but now we've got more eyes on it to say, exactly. hey, this looks like this, this can work. And it can work region-wide or it can work company-wide or department-wide or whatever. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's where the innovation working group comes in handy mm-hmm. is that now we've, we've put this idea – into a think tank of sorts. Exactly. And we get more people looking at it and understanding it. Which is the best part is we have different groups of people that are, I mean, we have a design person there. We have a construction person. We have someone that's in, you know, maintenance. There's all sorts of these different people that will be able to push this idea a little bit further than you yourself could do. So we will, um, we'll actually put a link on this podcast. Sweet. Yeah. To back to the innovation working group. So you can see, who the members of the innovation working group are, Perfect. how to get a hold of them. Uh, in fact, you can access all of this through the employee website through youdot.utah.gov. Um, there's an innovation tab. We put an innovation Sweet. tab up there. Yeah. Whoa, we're going big. Yeah, we all are right. going big. Listen, this is this. We we talk about this. We're mm-hmm. actually going to walk the walk. Here Whoa! Right. All right, I love it, man. So we'll put that link up there uh, so you can see who your representatives are. And perfect. And really, if you have an idea, even just a thought, say, hey, I wonder if this would work. Run it by that innovation steward. Yep. They they see a bunch of ideas and and uh, they can be an advocate for you, which for is sure. kind of what's cool. Or you can send it to the email, right? Ideas at utah.gov. Ideas at utah at utah.gov. Bam. Got yep. It. And that's another one that directly feeds into my website or to my email. So, so I have it. And so you'll see it too. So yep. ideas at utah.gov goes to Ryan. Yeah. Hey Ryan, I've got this idea. I think it may work. Tell me where to go with it. Exactly. You can kind of direct them. And I better put a shout out for our complex stewards as well. I, I named everybody else, but then we got Paul Wheeler and then Jim Golden. Paul Wheeler, by the way, is becoming quite the national expert on drones. Did did you know this, Grant? Oh, he's he's gotten big. Yeah, he's doing well. Paul Wheeler. Uh, we're going to see a lot of stuff coming out of Paul Wheeler's camp uh-huh. uh, here in the next couple of years as we start to talk about drones and, and aerospace and all that kind of Can stuff. Can I give a little hint on an idea that we've been working with him yeah, on an course. innovation that he came up with. Yeah. So we were back at uh, TRB or sorry, you, is it TRB the one in Washington DC? Yeah. So we we're in TRB and he, me, we talked off and on a little bit about some submarines. I don't know if you know, you know, submarines, right? I, I've heard of You've a heard submarine. of a yellow submarine. <laughs> I have. Yeah. That's Anyways. constantly in, in the back of my head. So it should yes. be. Yeah. So submarines. Submarines. So they're able to do bridge inspections with these submarines to verify whether the structure is sound by ultrasound, by actual having a camera looking at it, instead of sending down humans to look at them. So he's pushing for a new submarine to go into our fleet. Well, and if anybody knows, Paul um, is our drone expert, and man, he does bridge inspections, and 
And man, he, he's really, really good with these drones and, and we can actually get right up underneath a bridge and we've got cameras and lights and it's kind of cool. So. It's really neat. So just think now you can go in the water to look at these bridges. Very cool. It's coming. We need a hybrid, like a duck, like one that can go from the air into the ground, <laughs> into under underwater. Oh yeah. Kind of James Bond-esque, Spy Kids-esque. That's a great idea, Matt. Thank you. I think we should push that. Is one there forward. somebody that Innovation. I could talk to? Yeah. Yeah. Innovation. Is there somebody here that I could talk to? I, I know a guy. Okay. I know a guy. I'm going to put this in an email to ideas at utah.gov. Bam. Cool. We'll take care of you. So last summer you did something kind of unprecedented and um, I'm actually going to turn over to Carlos here. Carlos talked about it in his annual conference talk and here's what he said. A few months ago, Ryan Bailey, he's innovation manager at the department, took the opportunity, I don't think anybody's done this at least in a three week period. He visited every single maintenance station that we have from Bluff to Snowville, from Monticello to Wendover. And he went and talked to our maintenance folks and he asked them the question, what are you doing here that's new, innovative, what adaptations have you uh, developed? And you kind of, you know, these are some of the most modest, humble people in the world. And the responses tended to be, well, we're not very creative here or we're not innovative, uh, we just do our jobs. And then he walks around and he starts asking questions. What's this? What are you doing here? What's going on here? And he found all kinds of innovative approaches, things that people had designed and built, things like a Mac hood bracket to allow them to work on the engines, weed spraying tools for getting around barriers, delineator pullers, plow wing holders. When he got done, there was over 300 different innovations and adaptations that our folks had just done. Which is why I'm not worried at all about our ability as an organization to meet this future transportation challenge. It's who we are. It's in our culture. So you, tell me about this trip. You took a trip around the department um, last summer. Mm -hmm. And tell me why, like what was the purpose? And just give me some numbers too. We like numbers sure. here at the department. So how yeah, long were we you gone? How yep. many places did you visit? How many miles did you drive? Just kind of give me the rundown. Perfect. So what happened was I was hired in December, but I wasn't actually able to get to this position until the 1st of February. And at the 1st of February, I started talking with Patrick saying, what do we need to do? What's the next step? And we both kind of looked at each other because this is new to the department. We've never had an innovation group before. Um, so we just thought back and forth, what something that we could do. I proposed to him and I said, listen, let me go talk to the sheds. He's like, yeah, go for it got Nathan Lee's approval and he said, yeah, let's go, go for it. So I first started out with region two, just to kind of get a filler out there to see what was out there. Um, went to a couple sheds. One of them in particular that stuck out to me was Ken Syme shed that's here in Murray. Went to his shed, just said, Ken, what do you got, man? I know you're pretty inventive. He always keeps hitting me up for an elevator in his office. And so I can know he's, he has that mindset. He's that he's thinking, smart. yeah. He's always thinking ahead. So he walked us around his shed. During the walking around, we looked, we saw a couple things. Uh, he kept pointing out like, ah, these are just small things. Like I just did these just for fun. So every time we kept going and we kept walking, he's like, oh, I just did that one for fun. I'm like, no, tell me about it. I want to know more. Tell me what this does. I've never seen something like this before in a working place. And uh, after further discussing and going through things, we found five different ideas that he had just created just because they made his work life easier. So from that, I went back to Patrick again. I said, listen, I got to go statewide. Like this... 
this if, if it's happening here it's happening yeah everywhere. exactly like after the third shed and having to walk through them and saying listen what's what's this i mean i went up to parley's and was just walking in there like oh yeah we just redid this brine shed it's not a big deal don't worry about it i'm like well what was the problem before and he said oh we just had some leaky valves we come out here in the middle of winter and those things have ruptured it's it's a pain you don't want to know about it it's just pain like well no i want to know about it they had reconfigured all the piping in the whole brine shed just stuff that you'd just be baffled by like going oh you guys did this like why don't you tell anybody well we just do it we don't care we, we just do it because this is bugging us yeah and it makes it makes it easy it makes it. sense right yeah. makes sense so after doing that we we put a plan together i got a hold of all the regional admin managers which were huge asset to talk to to say if i was to go to every shed what's the best route to go how much time is it going to take and uh i start off with region four and ben was there ben has now left but uh he was there he told me hey start out this shed you're going to be 30 minutes at this spot you're just going to take you an hour and a half to drive to this so he pretty much mapped the route and it was a five-day trip to go from every st station down to region four and back and if you know region four it's massive Man, Ryan, if you're visiting every single one of those yep. in a five-day period, you're really on your toes. Well, we were booking it, and it was it was regimented. I had 30 minutes at every station, so when I would show up, you'd be the station supervisor would usually be there, greet me, or one of his guys would be there. We'd walk through a station, looking for different things that he had done. Because most of the time, you get there and they're like, "No, nah, we're not we're not innovative. You you came to the wrong place." So they'd walk me around. We look for things and right off the bat, every time I go to any shed, there was always something off in the corner. You're like, what is that thing? I've never seen that. What is that? And it's just a different tool they'd use to do a certain project. So so region four, what, what came next? So region four, like you said, I went, that one was cool. I got to tell you a real quick story on that one was when we were out doing that one, that was when all the wild, wildfires were going on. So as I was going to each station, I went to one station there, there was no one there. So I'm getting ready to leave and here comes in all four of the trucks pulling into the parking lot. I'm like, hey guys, you didn't need everybody, just one of you. And they're like, no, 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 we have like five minutes to talk to you. We got to go shut down roads because that fire is about to jump the main state highway. Gosh. So they were quickly going through that. I go to the next station, which is crossing over this main road. I'm looking at the wildfires now from left side to right side. I mean, it's the fire's chasing me as I'm going around the hole. It was huh. crazy. Our guys worked their butts off too. They were crazy. I just know last year down near Cedar City, like those guys just were amazing. Check out uh, employee website. We have a video on the UDOT, what UDOT does in response to wildfires and the work they put in. And um, they. It's a big deal. It is. It yeah. is huge. Yeah. And our guys rock. And that, that's the thing They're too awesome. is like we, we I think our maintenance guys are only busy during snow season but oh, like no. man these guys all the time they're on call all the time and shout out to those guys it was amazing yeah so jump on the employee website um it was maybe what last september-ish something like that yeah before the holidays the video came out but yeah if you search you dot firefighters on the website it's, on the website it's the, you'll find it it's a good video awesome. it's pretty cool so i went to region four yeah yeah and went to the gunnison shed and did a little video with the, the shed manager down there and about the uh mower spring that's pretty cool huh and i thought that was cool and then i walk in the building and like you said you walk in and there's just tons innovation. of innovation tons and of we walk into their their meeting room and he's got a magnetic map on the wall of his whole area yep and they have magnets with like barrel magnets and they have truck magnets and when they leave a piece of equipment on the side of the road they take that magnet Pop and they it up there put it where they left it so the next person who comes in in the morning knows exactly where their equipment is and they don't 
not question. making phone calls, not tracking things down. And it's awesome. They just, they just you know, he, you know what? I didn't even put that in that idea into the idea portal. So if he's listening to this, he should put that idea on there so that we can share it throughout the state. Well, and what's crazy to me is that, and this happens all the time. I think this is what, this is what our people think. It's like, it's not a big deal, right? It just, it's just what we do because it helps us communicate easier. But like, could you imagine if we had that same thing in each one of our sheds and how more efficient we would be by just adding these little changes, right? And it's not a big deal. It was kind of fun. You said they had some fun signs on their on their shed too that were just they were lighthearted and and fun and little joke magnets. Yeah, little joke magnets <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Like and a so Bigfoot. Yeah, there was a Bigfoot crossing, but <laughs> they, I mean, down south you probably wouldn't see the Bigfoot. They should have a chupacabra. Is that what they have? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Bigfoot travels or the oh, does. That's or right. the Roadrunner <laughs> or the Roadrunner road with the coyote, yeah, with the coyote following. Yeah. That's what they should have down south. All right, so region four. Region four was first. Okay. Then we went up to region one. So region one was the next week. I'd scheduled it out. I uh, got with Joni, the admin manager up there, and I started out in Snowville and then worked my way back through through Bear Lake and all that. That was a three-day trip. A lot of the sheds at that point, they were gearing up for the snow time. So they were out. I probably caught maybe 75% of them at the actual locations. But the ones that were there, phenomenal people. I mean, Bear Lake was awesome. Region one, it was... Just, that one was kind of just a blur because it was just so fast. I mean, after going region four and slaving through that heat <laughs> and all that, region one was just like a dream boat. It was amazing. Well, and especially too, like I think region four would seem different because there's so much time between sheds. Yeah. Right? Where you've got an hour and a half or two hours between sheds, it seems like that one. There was a long drive. It wouldn't have gone as fast as True. Uh, region one. They're, they're pretty close together. They're pretty close. They were. So, I mean, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Not the whole podcast, but the yeah. story here is is you went everywhere. It everywhere. took you took you all summer long. You said three, three and a half weeks, three, three and a half weeks on the road. On the road. How many miles? Twenty seven hundred miles. Twenty seven hundred miles. Yep. Um how many maintenance stations do we have? Ninety two. Ninety two. Yep. And you saw them all. Saw them all. Touch foot on every single one. I don't know if anybody's ever done that. Like really when we talk about that, I I don't know if anybody's actually done that. It'd be interesting if if you and and everybody out there, if you know of somebody that's done that, I'd actually be interested to find out. Because when we were talking to Carlos about this last last fall, um, I think he said the same thing. He can't think of anybody who's actually been on every single one of our maintenance station spots. So kudos to you. It's now fun. the the whole purpose of this is to see what innovations are happening. Yeah. Um, and, and again, they're happening everywhere. We you've learned exactly. Right? They're happening in our offices. They're happening out in our in our locations. Um, and, and part of the visit was how do we get people just recognizing that what they're doing is actually innovative? Yep. Right. Um, what resources are here for us? Let's All say, sorts. Let, yep. Let's say people are are listening, and they think, "Man, I, I think I can do something better." We talked about the innovation working group. Yep. What else is out there for me to, to to help me get an idea off the ground? So the nice thing is we've teamed up with all the regions, talked to them as in the region directors and said, listen, we need some help with the funding issue. Because a lot of people, that's the biggest scare tactic they have is saying, you know, I, I can't do this. I don't have any money. Well, of course you do. There's tons of money within the state for you to advance ideas. And we've talked to the region directors and there is allocated funds set aside for you to create ideas. And that funding can be used for anything as in materials, as in 
designing something, or even if you need help with just maybe having a team member take it from you as in a third party. Maybe they're better off suited to help you coordinate or draw something up. We can do that. All of that is included. Um, so the funding is a big issue that people have. The other one is the scare of having a boss have the idea in their hands saying, I just give my boss this idea. They're going to judge me. I'm going to be made fun of for this. That's hopefully that's dispersed with the atmosphere we have here. So I, I mean, are we, are we talking about fear, uh, like retribution for wasting time yeah. or I mean, is that kind of where that, where I think that fear time comes? is more, I don't know if it would be time is the issue is it would be just the fear of having an idea that wasn't produced by someone that's over you. Because a lot of times people are afraid, like, if I have this idea to change something and it's going to save us time and money, my boss is going to get mad because I've since made their life tougher because now he has to find something else for us to do. A lot of times that takes place. Or in the fact that the boss didn't come up with the idea himself, so he's just going to squash it back. So, and and hopefully we're past that. I, I've yeah. heard tales a lot of, of employees having an idea. And then somebody else saying, well, that's never going to work. That's not the way we do things here. Yep. Or that's not how we've done things here. And or we've we, done it this way for 20 years. Yeah. And this is the way we do it. Yeah. Don't you dare get off the bandwagon. And, and so that's the thing is we right. want people to get over that. That's the fear that's now dispersing. Right. Because fear, I mean, a, a little bit of fear and uneasiness leads to change. Like we need those changes to happen. And so, again, it, maybe the idea won't work. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fact that they're saying, yeah, this is the way we've always done it has some merit behind it. But maybe it doesn't. That's true. Right? Maybe it doesn't. And the only way we figure that out is to actually go down the road a couple steps and say, hey, is this is that's actually going to work? And the good thing is maybe with you, I mean, like you said, if we do go down that road just a little bit to take that step, maybe someone else has already gone down it before and found out, hey, I've gotten this far. And they can collaborate that with us now saying, this is how far I've gotten. Maybe someone else can take it a little bit further. And that's what we're hoping to open up with you know, with the website that we're developing, with the newsletters we're sending out, is to say, we can push a little bit further because we're going to talk now. Instead of being stuck in our silos, we're actually going to communicate. I'm going to come to Matt on stuff and say, hey, I'm struggling with this communication problem. Can you help me? And you'll be able to have that expertise to then push it forward instead of just me now going back to my cubicle and saying, oh, I just wish that there was someone like Matt that was as smart as Matt, but I can't talk to Matt because yeah. Matt is just so intimidating. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is, is is we have so many good people here at the department. We do so many bright minds. I mean, there's so much amazing thought that happens here at UDOT, yep. and and if we can just learn that it, it's possible to tap into each other, exactly. Um, and I, uh, gosh, and you probably feel the same way about your team. I look at my team and realize I'm pretty good at some things. I'm not good at everything. Yep. Right. And I look at Grant, and, and Grant's the same way. Like, man, there's some things that Grant's really, really good at, but he's not good at everything. But as a team. Yeah, he's, he's it's okay, shaking his head. It's okay. It's okay. Like I, it, sometimes we just have to admit that to ourselves. <laughs> um, but I look at us as a team and how really well-rounded and strong we are as a team because we're willing to rely on each other. And and I think that we need to do that as and as a as a whole for the department is where are we weak and where can we where can we be stronger or who's weak in a mm-hmm. certain area and who's strong in a certain area and how do we team those people up? And so you yep. come up with an idea. Here's the idea. I don't know how to get it off the off the ground. Yep. Now we can go to Ryan or we can go to the innovation working group and realize, hey, this person, again, this person uh, 
did something similar to this a yep. couple of years ago. Here's the idea. Why don't you two talk and you can see if, if it's possible to go a little bit further down the road. Exactly. Um, and if it becomes a funding issue. We there's, have funding. There's seed money out there. There's I mean, tons, yeah. Can we call it seed money? We can call it that, yes. Um, to come up with a prototype or to come up with an idea or, or really just to talk about how we get an innovation or an idea to the next step. Yep. And, I, and I'm going to go back to the barrier straightener because to me that's a real – it's it's a real um, um, project that was held up by funding. It was what they thought was a funding issue. Yep. Right. Six hundred dollars of steel is what it took, and man, if if that this, so that happened four years ago. If that were the case today, now there's a place to say, hey, I think it's going to cost about six hundred bucks. Where can we get the money? Yep. And guess what? There is six hundred dollars out there. There to, is to do it. There is money. Yep. So there are resources. We want everybody to be innovative. Um, we're going to keep pushing this forward because I can't see that our department will grow how we think it should grow without mm -hmm. people being innovative. And the key, I think you just said it was what we're trying to change a little bit. You ready for this, Matt? You said, we want people to be innovative. That's not our focus. Our focus is not, we want you to, we already know you are. So just tell us. Just That's tell the us big difference. Doing. We already know you're innovative. Everybody is creative in their own way and their own specific, you know, element that they are good at. Just tell us. Because I know you are. It's not that I'm going to be, I want you to be something. I already know you are. So just tell us. It's easy. See that, Matt? You see how I spun I, that? I like that. Do you like that? It's almost like you're a PR person. Well, you know. Wait, I, we don't spin. No. <laughs> Grant spins. He's a DJ. He is a Actually, DJ. who's the DJ? Napo. We Napo. 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 Yeah, that guy's a stud. Napo's rad. If you guys need yeah. a good DJ, go see Napo in the He's warehouse. He's in the warehouse at the complex. He did the he did some DJing for us at annual conference. He's pretty. He's in fact he yep. was the DJ at the annual. He conference. was he the was. DJ, and uh, I think he's uh, going to do us a little DJing for you later this summer. Is that right, Grant? At my wedding. Ooh. Yeah, you're getting married. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. June. Well, we're still surprised. We're still surprised. Maybe, maybe if it happens, yeah. and we see pictures, then we'll believe it. Then we'll believe it. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. We're you not, might have to have like physical sure evidence, like someone actually coming in saying, yes, I did marry him. Well, but we've also seen pictures of his fiance and we're like, yeah, there's no Those way. look photoshopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no way that's okay. his fiance. Is your fiance blind too? <laughs> just making <laughs> just, sure. Just like your wife. Exactly. That's <laughs> how it works for it's guys like works. us, right? It is. But I had, a, I have one quick plug though. You yeah. Ready plug for this? it. You ready for this? Do it. Are you sure? I'm sitting down. Hold on. Let me take a drink. Well, that came in good. I'm hydrated. Let's do it. So we mentioned all these different names throughout the department, right? We've said, I mean, I've mentioned at least 10. You've said at least seven. Grant maybe said one. but And it was his own name. And it was his own name, surprisingly. <laughs> but all these people are innovative people. And if they come up with one idea, as in just one simple idea and elaborate it back to us, just think of how much more the department we move forward. If there's just one idea from one person within this department, we'd have thousands of ideas. But I'm not saying we need thousands. We just need that one. And maybe that one will push us to have, you know, a million dollar return. That one idea would have paid for our whole program 10 times over. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, we expect to have tons of failures. And we want to know about those failures because that helps push that one idea It helps idea us grow, forward. right? Yep. It, it helps us realize like, hey, okay, we've done this before. It didn't work this way. What happens if we if we change, you know, A, B, or C? Exactly. Um, but the important part of this is communicating. Huge. And I do that a lot. Unfortunately, if you got emails from me or phone calls from me asking, it's because I don't know. 
I'm not perfect. I don't know all the answers, but I will ask people to find them. So if you get an email from me, podcast listeners, just know that that means I'm trying to figure out something for someone else. Cool. So resources are out there. I'm going to plug the uh, ideas at utah.gov one more time. Send that over to Ryan. Um, We'll get you in touch with the right people. And again, we'll throw some some links up on the podcast here so that um, you can get to the right place. Awesome. Get those ideas heard. Ryan, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Should we do a tour together next time? You want to go on round two? Yeah. Let's get something a little bit bigger than a fiesta, though. I think the fiesta is just right. Yeah. Just right for us. I had a sweet brand new Chevy Silverado 1500 when I went down to Southern Utah. And it was, well, it came in handy because there was like massive flooding and I almost got stuck a few times and I really did need four wheel drive, but. Well, and and when Grant goes shooting, like when Grant goes to film some stuff for us, he always needs the light. I mean, he's always on the side of the road filming projects and stuff like that. He needs needs something a little bit bigger than the the Ford Fiesta. Than the Ford Fiesta. Well, maybe I'll take Grant with me then. Okay. We'll go on a road trip with Grant. He'll get the big dig, the big rig. I mean, I think it's a good idea to bring a camera. Let's go. I think it'd be awesome. We can talk to people and. Yeah, round document two? the stuff a little more there it is 2.0 but you're getting married though in summertime in so so we'll we'll go hit it may. up sometime let's go in may let's just go in june because it's wedding's not yeah we know it's not real we know it's not real pictures or it didn't happen grant yeah all right guys uh thanks for being here thanks Ryan. man thank you grant thanks, as grant. always you are the man uh, until next time be safe out there put your cell phones down buckle up Thank you for all you do.